Mazarin. This is the moment of truth. This is Sidney Holmes. In 1989, he was wrongfully convicted of the last 34 years in prison. Many of you who watch my videos weren't even born when this man was railroaded into prison. A lot of us were still children at the time. Prosecutors claimed that Mr. Holmes had been the driver for two unidentified men who robbed a couple at gunpoint and stole their car. The only so-called evidence that was supposed to link Mr. Holmes to the crime was a flawed photo and live identification lineup that fingered him as the suspect. Even the sheriff's deputies in Broward who did the original investigation were shocked that he had been sentenced to 400 years. Earlier this week, Mr. Holmes was finally released from prison after 34 years and it made it into the white media online news sphere his story has been reported on the regular online news feeds <laughs> and many of you have probably seen it this man is nearly a senior citizen now his youth and the majority of his life have been spent locked in a cage for something he didn't even do and the people who put him in prison really had no excuse for doing so we can thank the innocence project of florida for having worked and fought for so long until they were able to get this innocent man freed. Now, at this point, a lot of you may be saying, well, he's going to have a hell of a payout when it comes time to sue the state for compensation. Well, don't bet on that. Florida's Republican legislature has made their state law so that innocent men like Mr. Holmes can't sue the state for compensation because, in his case, he had a prior offense. That's one of the things you see a lot of these, especially red state legislatures doing, trying to do anything they can to add any sort of loopholes to make it where we can throw you in prison for 20, 30, 40 years, but you're not entitled to compensation afterwards. And you wonder why I laugh at idiots who say we ought to go vote GOP. Reports are that there's been legislation proposed that would change Florida's laws, but God only knows if that's going to happen. But what you may not be aware of is there's plenty of other stories that have happened recently, just like Mr. Holmes. In fact, just four days before Mr. Holmes was released, another innocent black man had been released in Indiana after spending 25 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Leon Benson had been sentenced to 61 years in prison for the murder of Casey Schoen. Mr. Benson spent more than nine years in solitary confinement. He had a daughter at the time who was two when he was falsely imprisoned. The murder that he had been convicted of occurred at 3.30 a.m. in near darkness. The evidence against him came down to a frightened white newspaper carrier who was standing 150 feet from where he claimed Mr. Benson was. Standing 150 feet away from the alleged gunman in near darkness? What kind of eyewitness is this? The only other witness was a man with a history of mental illness who had his own personal grudge against Mr. Benson. There was evidence withheld from Mr. Benson's defense as well, such as evidence that there had been a different killer. But of course, he's black, so that made no difference. Mr. Benson spent over half his life in prison, a fifth of his life in solitary confinement. But you probably didn't hear about this case, did you? It happened only a week ago, but didn't get much attention at all. And here's another one you probably didn't hear about. This is Sheldon Thomas. Last week, on the exact same day that Leon Benson's wrongful conviction was being vacated, in New York City, Mr. Thomas was finally being released from prison after having spent 20 years behind bars for a crime he didn't commit. In 2004, he was wrongfully arrested for the killing of a 14-year-old, Anderson Bercy. The wrongful conviction was based on a photo lineup. The claim is that police used the wrong photo of a different man who coincidentally had the same name. 
house decided to snatch the first Sheldon Thomas's photo that they had in their archives, and that's how this alleged accident happened. But it wasn't an accident at all, because the DA's office admitted that investigators were fully aware of their mistake during pretrial proceedings. But the authorities wanted to proceed anyway, as did the judge who said there was still probably cause to arrest Mr. Thomas based on an anonymous tip and an alleged resemblance between himself and this other man with the same name. Because all black men look alike, remember? Today, the authorities admit that Mr. Thomas was denied due process at every single stage of the process. Like when one of the detectives who arrested Sheldon was forced to admit he had committed perjury when he falsely testified that a witness had identified Mr. Thomas's photo, even though his photo hadn't been in the array at all. Perjury. Caught in court, but nothing was done about it. The judge and the prosecutors still proceeded forward with the case, even after having admitted perjury about the identification. So it wasn't just the police who went forward with a photo lineup that they knew was false, or prosecutors who chose to continue with the case knowing the only alleged proof was false, but also a judge who knew all of this and still wanted to proceed to convict this man anyway. This man has been incarcerated since he was at least 17 years old. Most 17-year-olds are seniors or even juniors in high school. They're trying to figure out what they're going to be doing with their lives after they graduate, what kind of college they're going to, trade school. Some of them are wondering about marrying their own high school sweetheart. Mr. Thomas was arrested, put on trial with false evidence, and had his childhood and much of his adulthood robbed from him by people who knew that there was no case against him. February 15, 2023, less than a month ago in Missouri, Lamar Johnson was released after having spent 27 years in prison. He had been convicted in 1995 for a murder he didn't commit. Mr. Johnson had an alibi, and there was no physical evidence to link him to the crime at all, but prosecutors went ahead anyway, based entirely on a single alleged eyewitness. That eyewitness has since admitted that he felt pressured by the authorities to pick someone out of the photo lineup. He also admitted the prosecutors paid him more than $4,000 in witness compensation before the trial, a fact that prosecutors conveniently decided not to disclose to the defense at the time of the proceedings. Prosecutors also decided to withhold evidence that would have undermined their so-called eyewitnesses' testimony. The sole eyewitness the police had recanted his own testimony. Eventually, two other men confessed to the crime. But Mr. Johnson spent nearly three decades locked in prison because of that. The crooked prosecutors who framed Mr. Johnson claimed four years ago that any accusations of prosecutorial misconduct were outlandish. Well, today we know the accusations are true. Mr. Johnson owes his freedom to the Midwest Innocence Project. But they say that Mr. Johnson isn't eligible for any compensation under that state's law. They've since set up a GoFundMe, which so far has collected over $500,000. But the reality is Mr. Johnson is entitled to millions. But as the exonerations have begun to pile up, we see all number of states enacting laws meant to limit, if not outright eliminate, compensation for the black people who have been wrongfully convicted. Now, these four cases I just told you about were all within the last 30 days. This is just what's happened in the last four weeks. That's all, not the last four years, or even the last four months, or even the last two months. These four cases were just what's happened in the last 30 days. We have a lot of white supremacists who think that they're gonna win a war against black people by cutting and pasting phony baloney crime stats. 
Their numbers are usually fake as a $3 bill, but even if you take their word at gospel truth, it still falls flat. We hear that black people commit the majority of crimes in America. Not true. And we know it's not true because black people make up the vast majority of wrongfully convicted people in America. Notice how that little detail never makes it into the white supremacist talking points. The University of California in Irvine, the University of Michigan Law School, and Michigan State University College of Law compiled a report on race and wrongful conviction for 2022. They reported that black people are 13% of the population, but 53% of those exonerated. 13% of the population, but over half of the people wrongfully convicted. Next time some half-cocked white supremacist tries to claim that black people commit over 50% of the homicides, you remind them that we're also over 50% of those wrongfully convicted, too. I'm sure you notice the one-to-one -one correlation. Black people are also seven times more likely than white people to be falsely convicted. At the group level, overwhelmingly likely to be deliberately framed and convicted of fabricated drug crimes in large-scale police scandals. This is where the all-in laws come in. And unlike Heather McDonald's fraudulent made-up stats, these are easy to read and understand. This is why liars like her and Charles Murray are never mentioned in actual universities, and instead <laughs> they're banished to the right-wing toilet of Fox News and right-wing hate radio. No academic can take them seriously because the facts are already well known. And remember, this report basically talks about merely the exonerations that have been detected and actually adjudicated. There's a huge number of black people who have been wrongfully convicted, but never released. Kamala Harris did her part to keep innocent people in prison when she was Attorney General of California. Now, what needs to be also kept in mind is that the white media is neck deep in this racial persecution. When they report on these men who have been let out of prison, almost all their stories mention the sentence that these men got, but almost none of them put the words wrongfully convicted in the headline or even the body of their articles. And I had to dang near treasure hunt just to find some headlines that did bother to actually put the words wrongfully convicted in the headlines when talking about these men. Go ahead and do a Google search for yourself. You'll find that wrongfully convicted in the headline is the exception, not the rule. The first thing that people need to know about these men is not how long they spent in prison, but the fact that they were in prison wrongfully. That's what you lead with. You don't lead with the length of the sentence. You lead with the fact that these are innocent men. But the white media doesn't do that. That's deliberate. This is done to make it clear that these men were merely released, but that doesn't mean that they're innocent. And so the racist liars like BS, uh, I mean Ben Shapiro, and Heather McDonald with her fiction book, The War on Cops, can keep claiming lies about their made-up crime stats. The white media gives them cover to do so. We can also thank Joe Biden for this. His 1994 crime bill, or Biden's law as he called it back then, is a large part of why this happened, turbocharging the prison industrial complex. The so-called truth and sentencing provision in Biden's 94 crime bill gave billions of dollars to the states, but in order to get the money, the states first had to change their own laws and bring them in line with Biden's draconian racist standards at the federal level. Biden learned that little trick from those white racist segregationists who he was mentored by in the 60s and 70s, like Senator Eastland, Strom Thurmond. They taught him how to weaponize the federal budget to incentivize states to enact measures meant to attack black people. And that's exactly what Biden did. These wrongful convictions are not happening because of small technicalities. They're not happening because the police and prosecutors and judges have no idea these cases are happening. <laughs> 
are happening exactly because they know the cases are false. It's happening because these criminals with badges and law degrees are allowed to railroad innocent black men into prison, and they never get punished. Those are the laws that we need. Any court apparatus that systematically locks people up on evidence they know to be false is not a judicial system. It is a prejudicial system. For those linguistic types out there, you know the word prejudice means to prejudge. And when we get harassed and persecuted by the injustice system, we are already prejudged before we walk into the courtroom. Merely being arrested is 85% of what it takes to convict a black person. And then you have courts that refuse to obey the law or even common decency. I can't say that they refuse to correct their mistake because they didn't make a mistake. They understand exactly what their job is, even if most black people don't. Their job is not to incarcerate the guilty. Their job is to persecute black people. When you see black people locked up for decades on no evidence, with the authorities knowing full well they're innocent, those are not mistakes by the system. That's the system working exactly the way it was designed. The people operating the system know exactly what their job is, and they also know that there's no chance they're going to get punished for having destroyed a black person's life. This happens all the time. White media will show you one story, but then bury the rest of them. I just gave you a peek at what's been going on in the last four weeks alone. If these were white men that this was happening to, there would already have been laws in the books a long time ago, and they would have vastly expanded compensation for them no matter what. Mike Nifong merely prosecuted some white men, and not only did he lose his law license, he lost his freedom as well. And the Duke lacrosse players, they didn't even spend a moment in prison. They never got convicted because the right-wing hate machine swung into action the moment they heard that these white defendants were being prosecuted for allegedly raping a black woman. They heard that and they went on the warpath to keep them out of prison. Same way we see Juju Chang going to the mat to get convicted serial rapist Daniel Holmesclaw out of prison, even though she knows full well he's guilty as hell. The principle of racial immunity from law must be maintained. And if someone goes to prison for harming a black person, well... That sets the wrong precedent. But the Duke lacrosse players did not lose anything. Nothing happened to them. They didn't spend any time in prison. Linda Fairstein, the now disgraced former Manhattan assistant district attorney, she was the one who wrongfully prosecuted the Central Park Five. And not only is she not in prison, she still has her law license. This is not happening because of lack of money. White defendants who don't have any money don't get incarcerated, certainly not the same way as black defendants. I've detailed for you for years now how even with violent offenses on their records, some people are allowed to have genetic immunity from law. And this isn't happening because of class either. It's happening strictly because of race. The prisons are used as a means of racial control, not for actual crimes, but as a reminder that black people can be capriciously snatched off the streets at any moment, accused of something with absolutely no proof. The police can admit in court that they lied through their teeth about it, you can have a rock-solid alibi, and it still won't matter because you live under a system of anti-black racism. The guilty people are the trash who carry out these state-sanctioned kidnappings and false imprisonments. Also, the white media who tries to conceal it with misleading headlines and never making a crusade out of putting away the police and prosecutors and judges who do this. They never make a crusade out of making it harder to convince innocent people of crimes they didn't commit and making it easier to get proper compensation when it happens. The white media doesn't tell people how often this occurs because then people would ask questions about the police, the DAs, and the judges. And white people hey, want that. 
Check. They also ask why the white media's investigations never seem to find these obvious false convictions. All of these white networks and big newspapers, they've got investigators of their own. They have resources of their own to look into these cases, and yet they're not. They're not the ones uncovering all these wrongful convictions. Instead, it's kids in law school who are doing the job of looking for the truth, and they're finding it. Each one of these cases I just told you about was the result of some law students and a few decent people like the Innocence Project who put in the time and resources to prove these black people's innocence. It wasn't the government, it certainly wasn't the white media. The United States has more people behind bars than any other country on earth. More people behind bars than China, which has six times the population of the U.S. More than India, more than so-called despotic regimes like Iran more than North Korea. There's more people incarcerated in the United States than in Putin's gulags in Russia. Think about that. So I ask you, who's the police state? Good day and be one. Hayes here. You hear some noise in the back. We're getting our uh, uh, vents cleaned vacuumed out from uh, Stanley so you might hear some drawing noise in the background we got the prepper up you know I'm getting a lot of emails from people who are scared there's a lot to be afraid of right now we have a world war that's going on we have people are concerned about their ability to hold on to a job and pay their bills feed their family keep their electricity on it's definitely a concerning time I want to tell you please do not be scared through preparedness and through an understanding of everything that is happening, you and your family can work hard to offset the dangers of the future. You can get a little bit of extra food when and where you are, where you are able to. You can make better purchasing decisions, cut back on the fat in your budget. There are things that we can do. As far as the threat of the world war, you and I can prepare to the best of our abilities. And that's what preparedness is. You prepare to the best that you can, and then you move on. But there is a lot happening and there's a lot of reason for concern, including the Chinese president becoming the first three-term president since the founding of the People's Republic of China. This is significant because they expect him to become a wartime president. That's right, a war with the United States of America. The Polish border guard has begun a process of fortifying their border with Belarus. They're installing anti-tank equipment and additional barricades at border checkpoints between the countries because Poland expects to go to war with Belarus. Now I want to ask you this, why aren't we hearing more about this? Why isn't this constantly being talked about in the news and why aren't we being told the risks that have been brought into the open because of it? After an Italian officer was sentenced to 30 years in prison for selling NATO secrets, American secrets to Russia. Was told. Woman's let out of the bag. The U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has said that uh, in a meeting with Israel, after he met with the Prime Minister Benjamin uh, Netanyahu, that the U.S. under no circumstance will allow <laughs> to fire a nuclear weapon. This is a real underlying what? threat. And what I mean by that is it's not over. It's not saying the United States is going to bomb Iran into oblivion. What they're saying is that they will back up Israel. Now, if you look at anything from people who are biblically aligned, you look at 
the stories from the Iranian leadership, there is a real end of the world war being discussed. With that, we each have a concern because if Israel moves on Iran, what happens to all that uh, radiological material? That is something that will affect the rest of us. Going back to finances, before the Silicon Valley bank stock and crypto market raced a combined $1.5 trillion in value in just a couple of hours last week, bank stocks posted their worst day since the year 2020 in June. They lost $50 in value. That's before the banking crash that happened on Monday. Guys, they started stopping the trading for banks. Why? Because it's a rigged game for them. And when they started losing money, they put the brakes on. The Belarusian authorities are now claiming that Polish intelligence worked alongside partisan groups. These groups, or anti-government groups, damaged a Russian A-50U. They did this using a drone strike at an airbase in central Belarus. You see the stories going back and forth. First they say no successful attack happened, then they said it was Poland, then they said it was Ukraine. Same thing with Nord Stream. The U.S. says it's Russia. Russia says, look, we've got proof it wasn't us. Now the U.S. says, look, it must have been some uh, proxy Ukrainian entity. Ukraine says we have nothing to do with it. It's a war for your mind. They want to keep everybody so confused in the fog of war that it comes down to survival of self. Researchers say that China has what they're calling a stunning lead over the United States of America in the research of 37 out of 44 emerging and critical technologies. The Australian Strategic Policy Institute has said basically China's winning this game. That means that you, Tommy, are about to become a much more uh, Chinese-driven country. According to the Wall Street Journal, there were almost 300,000 millionaires that were millionaires just because of their 401ks at the end of the year 2022. That was a 32% drop from almost half a million just one year earlier, and they are dropping like flies every single day. TD Securities, the strategist there, uh, Mizra, has said that they're putting out a warning. The Federal Reserve has no choice but to push the United States of America into a recession. But like my friend Jordan asked me the other day, is this a recession or a depression? I said, when you look at what's happening at the governmental level, at the institutional level, it's a recession at best. But when you look at the people that are suffering, working their lives away, can't pay their bills, it's a depression for you and me. And what else matters? Does it matter what the government says is happening to the banking industry and the markets? Somewhat, because there's a reaction there that as the rich get less rich, they cut your job. But... Their job is not to keep your quality of life up. Their job is to keep you a slave to that system. But we have a war for your mind. The information war is beginning. The FBI of the United States of America, Federal Bureau of Investigation, they're looking into what they call a significant data breach you might have heard about. It's exposing personal identifiable information of hundreds of U.S. House members, hundreds of staff, the office of the chief administrative uh, officer. This is not going to end well. In the economy, 
CNBC has reported on the fact that 42% of people who have engaged in buy now and pay later schemes, basically you get the goods now, you can pay it off later. It's like uh, credit without credit. Users, 42% of them made late payments toward their loans. We are in a great depression. The sooner we realize it and react accordingly with our budgets, the better off we'll be. This is going to have a significant impact on our near future in the economy. India has been buying Russian oil with non-dollar currencies like the ruble. This is huge. It means that India is no longer relying on the United States dollar. China is not buying Saudi oil with the United States dollar. And the USD as the reserve currency of the world is becoming a ghost. Speaking of China, their army is on his, a historic trajectory. The commanding general of the U.S. Army Pacific, Charles Flynn, has said that, quote, you don't build up that kind of arsenal to just defend and protect yourself. You are probably building that for other purposes. They know, guys. They know that China will go to war with America. I was just reading a report that I'll probably dig a little bit deeper into and bring to you in the next couple of days that said the United States military, the government has plans right now to burn to the ground the chip manufacturing capabilities of Taiwan before it falls under the ownership of China. Yet again, they will make your life harder so that they don't lose financial or uh, finances or power. Speaking of losing power, Nestle, the world's largest food company, said that it is in their prediction that the prices of staple goods will continue to rise this year. The purchasing power of your dollar will continue to weaken. When and as this happens, you're going to have to work a third, a fourth, a fifth job. There has to be a break. And they say we're at that breaking point. You can only work so many hours of your day until you lose sleep and die. But we are nothing more than rechargeable batteries to them. And we recharge when we sleep. Uh, do I have any rechargeable batteries around here, Kel? I don't think so. Uh, we use rechargeable batteries in-house. See if you can find one for me. So we use rechargeable batteries in-house every day. Why? Because they're economic. Uh, they're the best economic decision for us. We use them for our electronics. We use them for our walkie-talkies. We use them for anything that will take a battery. And why do we do this? Because all I have to do is put this battery back on a charger, and it's going to be good for me again. Yes, it's going to depreciate, and it's going to lessen in its charge and capabilities every time I recharge it. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what that means. To a corporation, to the government, this is you and this is me. They put us back on the charger when they let us go to sleep. And every day we get older, and every day we recharge, we lose a little bit of our ability to get back up to our maximum potential. They know this. That's why they don't want 60, 70, 80 year olds working for them. They want the best brand new batteries they can get. They want you to pop out more kids, get them into the school system, teach them that they have to go to school a certain number of day, a certain number of hours per day. Teach them that it doesn't matter whether they want it or not. They're going to be the best little battery they can. Okay. The battery powers their money machine. And so 
just like uh, they want you and me yeah. to sleep one third of our life. That's about average. They want us to work two of the other thirds. Your first one's at your first job. Your second third is at your second job. This is absolutely the best case scenario for them. The government makes more taxes. They can charge you more for services. They can charge you more for goods. That's what we have happening right now. But there comes a point in time where this battery is no longer viable. There's a crossroads here on the fork of the road. I and people will either start to feel that viability increase, they'll be both, or they'll die. That's the future that they want for us. Yes, I did. This entire world to the ground for their own temporary gains. React to them in every manner that you can to put you in a good position for tomorrow. Buy your food. Don't give in to their uh, their ideas. You know, think about the entire industry, right? You have magazines that shows you how old I am, as you can tell by this powerful mustache. That, 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 that was smooth idea. You have magazines that used to tell you what was in. Used to get your wife that, that and children to want to buy things. Now you have ads on TV. They've trained your children to play a video game on a tablet or a phone. And halfway through that video game, if you want it for free, you got to watch an ad that trains them in another way. They can make money off of you, plus they can train you to, oh, I want this thing, I want this other game, I want these shoes, I want these clothes, I want this car, I want this phone, I want this cellular service, I want this, I want this. They're training you to work two-thirds of your life and spend that money absolutely to its end. Why? Because they make the most off of their rechargeable batteries in that case. So do everything you can to pull back some power. Don't give in to their training. Then you think about how you school your children, what you teach them, the values you teach them. Think about your pantry. You don't need to go to the store every day. Maybe you can go twice a month. Maybe you can go one time a month. Maybe you could buy six months worth of food and just push the oldest to the front, replace it in the back. Do what you can with the time that you have because our time to make a change here is running out. Our batteries are reaching the end of their life cycle. Every year we get older, every day this system gets worse. You have to start to do something today. First, the Federal Reserve said that inflation was temporary. Wasn't that cute when they said that? Inflation is temporary. And then the Federal Reserve said, well, it's going to take a little bit of time. And it was, it was going to be uh, just a little more transitory than they thought. Then they said a recession was absolutely necessary. Then they said... The 2% inflation yield, uh, the target, is going to take years. Then the calculation methodology of CPI changed. Next, they're going to change their 2% inflation target. So far, we've had a January CPI that came in above expectations, a PPI in January that came in above expectations. The jobs uh, rate came in above expectations. The PCE above expectations and continuing to rise throughout February. In December, CPI and PCE pushed up, revised higher. Imagine when they reach this point right now where they have a choice. They can either throw the joke. whole world into chaos or make inflation go up. U.S. durable goods plunged already in January. What happens next? Guys, this is a trying time for our families. But I'm sure you have a lot of people like me and your family that really 
thinks it's nothing. Why? Because they've been conditioned. They have been told that this is just life. You're born into this world. This is the way it is. Well, whether that's true or not, you have a lot of people who don't believe just how bad things are or how bad yeah, they will get. The best thing you can do is yeah. to get ready for you and maybe if you want them, get ready for them. Historical don't let them abuse the same your traps, for a war time, your pantry, mm-hmm. or your good heart. Tell, tell, it's okay tell, to help they people, they but not to be war abused. Time. You have to be able to find that fly somewhere. Listen to a survival tip. Mm-hmm. You want to monitor and yeah. uh, all radio communications and listen for local Taiwan warnings when responding to a disaster. Absolutely. No That's why you need some sort of uh, analog device. You don't want to rely so, just on your cell phones. You don't want to rely uh, you know, just on digital equipment. With you need something that's uh, you know, independent from the grid. You need something that can pick up radio communications. I believe it's short length. It's cheap as like $15. We and they're going to make great use of here, your money investment. Plus, you can reach out beyond but the I'm United States of America and start to get some information from outside the world. The next one. Big Cracks in shoot. foundations and changes to landscape positions might predate a building collapse or sinkhole. This is something you want to think about maybe during or after an earthquake or some sort of tremor or volcanic activity. You want to do a whole house inspection. There you have it, folks. Headlines from America and from around the world, bringing you the information here every single day on YouTube. Make sure you check us back out tomorrow and see what else is happening. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by each one of you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure that you check out contingencymedical.com. Use the code FSS10 if you want a potentially life-saving amount of antibiotics at a discount. Maybe you can Kelly also check told out him, don't say that. forward slash FSS. Use the code FSS15 to get a 15% discount there. But keep watching what's happening. This world is changing quickly. Comfort those that you can and try to help others who are anxious or depressed. Stay safe, everyone. And we hope to see you right back here tomorrow. Yeah, he changed up.